Hello, my lovely audience. It is I, the giver of quests, the chronicler of journeys, the great bard themself, Sadin Ra. I'm glad that you have returned, as our story has not yet begun. In the heat of a mountain, gold runs in rivers like blood, and memories kindle to smoke. In its shadow, an aged killer toils in the dirt, and through the forest fleet feet flee. Our heroine, Marin, has accepted a quest to take her mind off the mundanity that has become her life. It is a simple thing to aid her neighbors. But lost in the shade of the trees, she instead found me. Now, as she makes her way deeper into the dark woods, what will become of her? What will she find? I hope that you are excited to find out. Welcome back to Blood Gold. So when we last left off, Marin was going into the dark forest surrounding her town of Sabincott in search of a medicinal herb called Witch's Pine. And she managed to get fairly lost while trekking through the woods uh, and stumbled upon a shrine to the Grand Pega Sedin Ra, where she left her only torch, despite it starting to get a little dark and headed off in the woods, uh, course-correcting to find this grove of witch's pine. She's so selfless. So selfless. So selfless. Very serious. All the time. How is uh, trekking going? Not great. No? I mean, well, probably better, but she's in a crappy mood because mm. she got she got herself lost. She knows she got herself lost. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's trying to make smarter decisions now. I don't know if I have to roll to see if she actually is succeeding on that, but... She's trying to make smarter decisions. She's looking for animal tracks now. She's, you know, following animal-made paths because those tend to be a little bit safer. I mean, she has to worry about animals using the path, but for the most part, she's following that. She's just, like, mad at herself that she made a lot of rookie mistakes in the beginning. Yeah. But eventually, you reach the grove where the elder of the village, um, Fazela pointed you towards Mm -hmm. and you recognize it by these very tall white pine trees that um are they have no branches uh for like the first like 10 feet and then they like have like big cone uh almost like um like a brush at the very top and these are the trees that uh can be cut for witch's pine and you can even recognize it because there's like some scarring uh up like higher up on the trees yeah and uh there's this there's this grove of like 10 trees Mm -hmm. um for witch's pine so i start peeling some bark from each tree Mm -hmm. um i try not to take too much bark from each tree maybe just a couple strips from each tree at first um i'm not gonna take i don't know how much pine i i don't know how much bark i can carry Um, Because I don't know how much this really will be. But just so that you know, my goal is to leave at least half, half of the tree completely covered in bark. Okay. And I'm not taking like from as tall as I can go to as far down as I can go. I'm just, you know, taking a couple shavings here and there. Yeah. But I'm trying to make sure that there's some bark on all of the trees. Okay. So you have Osmer has a chest on one side, right? Yes. Is there anything in the, like, so basically you can fill whatever carrying cases that you have Mm -hmm. with this witch's pine. Yes. And right now I can carry nine hold in there. And I don't know how much. In the chest? Yeah. Because I've got some stuff already in the chest. Okay. Actually, what's in the chest? No, actually, I don't have anything in the chest. Because I left stuff at home. I didn't take my whole inventory with me. So it's open. I can carry 15. Okay. Hold. So you want to just fill up the chest? Yeah. With this witch's pine? What does the witch's pine smell like? Slash, how do you collect the witch's pine? So... I actually think that I am taking my 
um, monk spade. And instead of using the spade part, I'm using the crescent moon part. Mm. And I'm kind of like I use the crescent moon bit crescent side towards tree. Yeah. Right. Um, I kind of like hack into it and then turn it and and like shave shit. it down. Okay, cool. And then pull out. So like I should I should be getting strips of bark mm-hmm. without hurting the tree too much. Yeah, you're not going too deep. Right. Yeah. It's not an axe. Like it's the yep. the crescent moon is not it's not deep enough to I couldn't cut down a tree with it. So yeah. like I'm I can't go too far into it, but I should get enough to get the the bark down. And I'm doing that a couple times per tree. Um making sure that at least half of the tree is completely barked. I should know more about debarking a tree. Should you? That's how you get cork. That is how you get cork. And that's Portugal's number one export. And my dad used to do it. And he's told me enough times about how he did it that really? I should know how to do it. I didn't know your dad used to collect cork. Yeah, my dad used to work at a... My dad did everything in Portugal. Like every very quintessential Portuguese thing my dad did. Okay. Except for fishing. Really? Yeah, my dad didn't fish. It's because of his ear. Oh, I did, I did know that, actually. Yeah, my dad's deaf in one ear. He has been since he was little, so he can't fish. He wasn't allowed to be on the boats. But he made Portuguese cheese. He made... Yeah. I didn't know that. When he was very, very little, because that's when you worked at dairy farms. Okay. But he worked on, like, a dairy farm. I think they, I did actually know and about they, the like, cork. I just forgot. They made, like, milk and yogurt and cheese, and he made Portuguese cheese. He collected bark, and then he did manual labor for the rest of his life. That's very Portuguese. <laughs> you don't get any more Portuguese than that. <laughs> so, um, so I should know more about it. But I think he's. I think I think Marin's just stripping the bark. Yeah, and you you fill up this this chest um, with witch's pine. Yep. Um, oh wait, you didn't. What does it smell like? Oh, how would you describe pine to somebody? I don't think it smells like pine, but it's piney. You know, like you can mm-hmm. tell that it's a. It comes from a pine tree. It smells homey. There's um, like a spiciness to it. It is unique to this specific tree. Like none of the other pines are gonna smell like this. And it is strong. Like it leaves its scent on things. Like this chest is now going to smell like this for weeks, possibly months. My hands smell like this. Um, but it's not an uncomfortable smell. Yeah. It's not uncomfortable. It's not like eucalyptus, which like if you had a lot of eucalyptus, that would be super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, even though like in small batches, eucalyptus smells really nice. But in large batches, it might be really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's not what this is. But it's a little it's a little spicy and it's strong and it stays around for a while. Is that what would you fragrant the fragrance? Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 I'm trying I to have s- four wonder points. I want to cash in two of them for HP, please. Okay. Yep. So the way wonder points work is uh, you can hold up to five and you can cash them in for different things. One of the things that you can cash them in for is uh, you can cash in one wonder point for 1d2 HP. I know in episode zero, we said uh, the conversion rate was going to be a little bit better, um, but I, I got a little worried about overpowering the wonder points. Um, and Diana and I talked about it and we agreed that 1D2 probably feels a little bit f- more reasonable, reasonable, especially with how often I should be earning wonder points because I should be describing things more, guys. You're, you're, I mean, so you already in the beginning of session two, you've earned four wonder points. So I'm already wondering if it's a little bit overpowered Um, but that's why we went down to a 1d2 for hp yeah i think i think it's very reasonable i think i I mean we'll see if it's broken we'll fix it yeah we'll see i got scared when on one roll you lost half of your hp i was like oh maybe it should be 1d4 but we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes if we need to adjust we'll adjust yeah i just want you to be able to survive oh yay oh okay so that's four hp Uh, yeah i got four hp right there which is almost half of what you lost yeah so, I'm, I'm not that bad right now. Yeah, I, I think great. 1D2 is probably... It feels reasonable. Yeah. I mean, that's the I got the best possible situation. I got the best possible score out of my situation. Yeah. But I still have two more wonder points. I could put myself to almost max HP. And I think the, the narrative of, like, cashing in that wonder point to cure yourself mm-hmm. is this, like, what witch's bark is used for is to, like, uh, alleviate arthritis alleviate pain mm-hmm. um it's kind of like um an herbal 
like it's like a very basic uh, like painkiller, very basic like um I ima- anti-inflammatory. I imagine it's put in teas a lot. Oh yeah. I imagine or 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 it's like the it's like the bark that you use to brew the tea or something. Mm-hmm. Like I imagine it's homey. Yeah. And you're getting like the oils on your hand and it, like this is like it's not terribly hard work. It's just kind of like it's it's good work and it's like reinvigorating work Mm -hmm. this is the first work that you've done in a couple days that's taken your mind off of the fires on mount andite yeah um it's just kind of like it just feels good to be doing this i because you said i have oils the oils on my hand which Mm. makes sense i scratch awesomer's ears to kind of to get the oils off of my hands and onto awesomer (laughs) as an attempt I know it's not going to go anywhere, but maybe it'll make Osmer smell a little less bad at the very least. <laughs> at the very least. Um, so I kind of scratch Osmer's ears. Uh, I keep calling, I keep saying Osmer. Do you want to change his name to Osmer? No, Ossimer? I don't. I like Osmer more than I like Osmer. I just keep saying Osmer. I'm throwing in an extra syllable. I think I scratch Osmer's ears to annoy Osmer. Like in general, I do that. Mm-hmm. So Osmer's like already irritated that I'm like near his face and i'm scratching them to kind of get the oils off of me yeah his ears are like flicking yeah like twirling yeah just a little just a little aside it doesn't really do anything but um once i have filled the chest i start making my way back down i don't really do anything else all right it is getting to be dusk it's not quite night but i am gonna need a light soon yeah so i start looking for the makings of a rush light. So I'm looking for some dried bits. Do I have anything extra? How do you make a rush light? You would need some sort of rope or something to tie it to. You just need to like bind the reeds or whatever together. Yeah, that's what I would do. I'm not going to use any of my stuff to do it. I just, you know, try to make a rush light real quick. Okay. Can you give me um, a dex plus intelligence check? Sure. And we are going to say this is a difficulty... I think this is going to be pretty low difficulty. I'm going to say seven. According to the rule book, seven is a little difficult. Okay. I got a four. Ooh. I'm not doing great on these rolls. No, you might want to change your dice. I might need to. So you start searching for rush light materials, uh, dried grasses, dried leaves, that you can that you can bundle together mm-hmm. in light for the coming dark, and as you are doing this, uh, you you find like a a section of some some like dried grasses on the edge of the grove. As you're doing this, you hear shouting in the distance in the woods, um, like deeper into the woods. You hear yelling. It's kind of uh, gravelly, um, kind of. Uh, panicked but you can't quite make out what it is mm-hmm. or what they're saying mm-hmm. how long would it take me to go over there if i decided to go over there you don't know it just sounds like it's in the distance oh okay through the woods i think because it's in the deep of the woods it's like, hard for me to gauge yeah the okay. sound is like bouncing off all the trees you can just hear yelling what is osmer doing so osmer is just kind of standing there like watching you and then Suddenly, out of the underbrush, an arbor raptor bursts out of the underbrush mm-hmm. behind Osmer. Mm-hmm. An arbor raptor is a small. Um, so you know how big velociraptors actually were, like turkeys. Yes, yeah. that's what this is. It's it's about the size of a wild turkey, um, which is still terrifying. It's pretty big, yeah. Actually, when you if you've ever seen a wild turkey, they're pretty big, yeah. Uh, but it's not like human sized; it's the size of like a medium to large sized dog. Yeah, bursts out of the underbush behind Osmer, and Osmer, I think, like neighs and goes to like try to kick it with its hind leg, mm-hmm. but it is already like running around past him. Um, and it's these arbor raptors; uh, they're very long. They have like long feathery tails, feathery plumage. That's like uh, it's black and brown with like the edges have some like bright reds and oranges Mm -hmm. and they've got their their like reptilian saurian heads with kind of like uh they have like a blue blue and red wattles like 
like hanging from their necks. Like a turkey. Like a turkey. Uh, but rows of crocodilian teeth. That's correct. That's nope. Mm-mm. And they have uh, on each of their feet, they actually have two of those like stubby talon things. Talons. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like a velociraptor has. They have two on each foot. And it that bursts out of the underbush behind Osmer. Ran past Osmer. Ran past him, um, sort of running towards you, and then runs past you. Okay. Deeper into the woods. And then two more do the same thing. And okay. you're, they're making this kind of like this clucking caw as they like appear out of the underbrush and start running. Do I know what the clucking caw means? To remind you, I have animal owner and animal tracking as as skills. Ooh. Neither one of them are like animal identification, but they're animal based. Yes. I'll roll for it if I have to. But. I was trying to decide if I want to make you roll. I don't think I do. You recognize that this is the sound that arboraptors make when they have found food and they're calling others to okay. come to food. Um, you also know that arboraptors are pretty easily dealt with, like if there's like one, but they make this this clucking caw to call other arboraptors in. And when they like swarm, they can be very, very dangerous. You've seen like troops of adventures destroyed by a by a swarm of arboraptors uh kind of like think of it like maybe a piranha almost where mm-hmm. like if there's one piranha you're probably gonna be fine but the problem is when there's hundreds yeah and can i hear more coming those three run past you uh, and i think you can hear more somewhere in the woods um but you can definitely hear some like now that you're listening for it you can hear some coming from where that yelling was the question is, and this is a really dumb question, I know, but the question is, am I a hero? <laughs> <laughs> or am I a coward? That's a good question. <laughs> are you a hero or are you a coward? It is a good question. <laughs> oh, I'm a hero. I go towards the shouting. But I try to stay out of their way because I don't want to be trampled. Like, I'm going to, like, if there is an animal path, I'm actually going to stay off of it because there's a high likelihood that they would be running on that mm-hmm. and I don't want to get trampled by them. So you're not running directly behind the Arboraptors. You like take a, a side route yeah. to try to like meet them where they are. Yeah. Great. Could you give me a... I can try. Um, no, I don't think I'm going to make you test. You start running through the woods mm-hmm. following this, this clicking, clucking sound and eventually uh, you make it to a small, there's a small clearing where these arbor raptors have gathered and there are now, roll a 1d6. Five. Okay. There's five arbor raptors and they are, there's a, there's this clearing and this clearing is kind of around like a large uh, cedar. Mm-hmm. And you can see that there is the, the ruins of a, a makeshift, like a very bad, made camp mm-hmm. um, in the base of the cedar and these arboraptors are now trying to like get up the cedar and halfway up the cedar are a pair of kobolds hmm. and these kobolds are like clinging to the the trunk of the cedar like trying to keep away from these arboraptors and the arboraptors are like climbing up. They're very good at climbing. They can like fly short distances and mm-hmm. um, their and they... claws allow them to climb really high. And the one at the bottom is wielding a like a makeshift blade. Um, it looks like they actually took like the head of a speed of, of a, like another sword and tied it to like a broomstick. It almost looks like. Okay. And they're, like, swinging it down, trying to, like, keep these things from climbing up. The kobold above that one is dressed in, like, this fine cloak and just has a staff. And they're, like, trying to hold on tightly and, like, trying to get up higher Mm -hmm. so that these arboraptors can't get to them. Are arboraptors carnivorous? Like, are they trying to eat them? Yes. Okay. Dinosaurs are birds, so it's bird. Okay. Did I succeed in gathering the things I need to make a fire? Partly. Do I have enough things in my hand to catch something on fire? Yes. You have a bunch of reeds. They're not bound in any way, but you have a bunch of reeds. So what I do is I get my flint and steel. I hold on. I make like a bundle in my hand and I light it on fire. Well, okay. No. Before I do that, I secure 
No, I don't. Osmer is smart. And I also don't want Osmer caught here if something happens. So I don't secure Did Osmer. Did Osmer come with you? Yeah, I wasn't going to let Osmer get trampled by a bunch of raptors. Okay. This way I can kind of keep an eye on Osmer. But I don't secure Osmer. I let Osmer be there. Um, I have this bundle. I light it on fire, like the top of it. And I start scream running with a bundle of fire and my monk spade. And when I get closer to the cedar, I throw the makeshift rush thing Mm -hmm. at the birds. So fire just starts going everywhere. Sparks everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, but it's not enough. Like the grass is going to catch on fire. By the time it lands, it's already out. But it's sparks flying at birds. Mm -hmm. And so my goal is to get them to scatter a little bit. So that's what I do. I throw that, but I've got my I've got my monk spade in my hand as well. Okay. Yeah, you you throw your rushlight down mm-hmm. and um But it's not bound, so like it goes everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and these arbor raptors hadn't even noticed you. They because they were trying to get these two kobolds, they were shouting for each other. Um they hadn't even noticed you run up and you throw this fire down and it just it uh spreads. It like bursts up into like um embers and sparks just kind of flying, floating everywhere. Um, and you hear these arbor raptors um, start shouting and yelling. Um, and their call has definitely changed. It's more of like a screeching call. Uh, and they kind of scatter um, around the clearing. Mm-hmm. And they're definitely panicked. but And they kind of run to the edges. But they don't flee. They're mm-hmm. still there. And I think now they're like sizing you up as right. now part of this meal. Yeah. Um, and they start the, kind of that clucking again. Is the one that was trying... Or- are the birds that were trying to climb up the cedar still trying to climb up the cedar? No, you managed to scare, scare them all, all away. away. Yeah, they all okay. you scared them all away from the tree. So I start run screaming, like scream grunting and running at and then backing away from various birds. Like I'm putting on an intimidation show. I can't take all of these birds on. I can take one at a time though. But I'm hoping that if I make a lot of noise and kind of like scare them and poke at them that they will run away because it'll be the meal will be too hard Mm. is my goal okay is there a fire starting though because i don't want to burn this forest down no 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 it it, it dies off yeah that was my goal it's still like smoldering but there's it's not like a fire the general forest is too wet to start like a wildfire that was my goal i didn't want to start a fire okay yeah so i'm doing that i'm acting like a crazy person trying to scare off these birds okay i think if there were fewer that might work yeah but since they are pack hunters and they've started to develop a, a small swarm mm-hmm. um they are pretty committed to this meal at this point do they have are they like so they're they're swarmy mm-hmm. but are they packy like is there a leader or oh, like that's a, a good question or like a biggest male or female hunter like if if i attack a specific one is there a chance that they would all go away because i've attacked this specific one like the alpha male or something what do you think would be more fun? Because I'm kind of, I'm inclined to say no. I am but also I, inclined to say no. I My initial idea was that they're just kind of like, they are separate until they swarm. Yeah. Um, they don't really have any hierarchy. They just kind of like come together to swarm. Yeah. Um, but if that would be more fun or more interesting, I'm open to it. Uh, also, full disclosure... I'm trying to get us into our first... Co- I, I'm thinking about getting us into our first combat right now. But I'm definitely open to you solving this problem a, a, out, like yeah. without engaging in combat. I'm open to that. But I also want to... We haven't done combat yet. Yeah. No. Um. So I don't think that there would be an alpha. I don't think it makes sense for what you've described. I just wanted to know what my options were. Okay. I wanted to know if I cut off the head of this, the one snake, will the whole thing fall apart or just a new, does a new head grow? I think that they are makeshift packs. Yeah. Like it's more a swarm than a pack. Yeah, I agree. I think that makes sense for what you've described. All right. So, uh, so I think I yell at the kobolds. Mm-hmm. Do they understand common? Uh, they do. Like, like I obviously. I don't know if these specific ones would understand common, but can mm-hmm. is it an assumption that I can make that they would understand common? Yes. So I don't think there is common in this world. There are like makeshift languages for trade. Okay. Um, but I don't think there is a common. I think language is more based on region. And since these, you, you could reasonably expect 
since these kobolds live in this region, or you could expect that these kobolds probably live in this region. Because since they're here. Yeah, they're here. Um, that they would understand the language that I'm using. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So I'm trying to think if, uh, if I would use a lot of words. I think I just shout, we have to fight, is all I say. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I think the, the kobolds kind of like slide down the tree. And the one with the makeshift sword um, kind of runs up beside you. And she's like, all right, let's go. And we're going to do our first combat. Okie dokie. So the way combat works in Ryutama is it's very much like a a JRPG, um, which I know you haven't played, but you have listened to Chasing Chocobos. So you you might know a little bit about front area, back area. A little bit. I did. I played as a reminder. I have completed one video game in my entire life. And it was Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, but that's more of an action RPG. It is, but I have a little bit of experience with fighting. Yeah. So um, the way combat works in Ryutama is we have this, um, we have a little map where uh, you can be either in the front area or the back area. Um, If you're in the front, you can attack with melee. In the back, you can only attack with range. Front, you can attack with melee or range. Back, you can only attack with range. I cannot remember if my poleaxe, because my monk spade for in all intents and purposes is a poleaxe. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if that's a ranged weapon. I, it's it, longer, but I don't know if it's ranged. I, no, I think it's still melee. Um, melee yep. um, we can also each come up with five objects that are in the... Uh, that are in the area that you can use to benefit you in combat if you use them narratively. Mm-hmm. Do we have to come up with the objects beforehand? Um, so I am of two ideas for how we can best handle that for an audio drama, right? Technically, we're supposed to do it before the combat. What I'm wondering is if it makes more sense for us to do it like Blades in the Dark style, where if we think of something that would be there, we can check it off and mm-hmm. then we each get five. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like that better because I'm not good at coming up with things right now. <laughs> yeah, and it also will just kind of like slow down combat if we take five minutes to each list. Yeah. Like 10 to 20 things. Yeah. I mean, 10, ten things, love, because it's five for you and five for me. So... Uh, Is it five for each person? It's five for each... Wait. Like each combat- combatant? Now I need to double check. Because it's me and an all? It's five for each side, I believe. Let me double check. Okay. Sorry, it's five objects total, but your uh, Ryujin has an item. Yes, your Ryujin has an item that allows us to include up to 10 objects. Ooh, okay. So I, each object can only be used once, I believe. That feels right. That feels appropriate. Yes, each object can only be used once by anyone. You want to get started with this fight? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we are going to come up with objects as we use them mm-hmm. rather than... Let, let's, let's try, try that. Yeah, let's try it. I think that's a good way to test it out. You don't have to use objects if you don't want to, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing that you are going to do is roll initiative. It is dex plus intelligence. Six. Do I roll it for both of me? Uh, roll it for you, and you can roll for your two kobold friends as well. Should you have control over them this run? In the future, you will have control over them in combat. Do you think I should have control over them for this first one? I, I kind of want to say yes, you have control over them for the first one, but is that a lot of you rolling? Uh, it might be, but we can we can hand wave some of it. Um, Do you, I could just roll a d4. Uh, no, hold on. Let me roll... You had six? I had I had six. You rolled six? Mm-hmm. All right, so that's a five and a three. Okay. So the way this works is in initiative order, you get to act. Um, you can uh, move the area in combat that you are. Mm-hmm. You can perform a magic spell. You can assess the situation to roll a new initiative check. Okay. Um, and then you would keep the higher. It, like if you're if you roll lower than you currently have, you would keep your you would still keep your higher one. Mm-hmm. You can defend, so you would take reduced damage, or you can attack. Uh, when you attack, you roll an accuracy check. Um, you have to roll. You have to hit the target's initiative. Um, if you do hit, you roll a damage check. 
And if your accuracy check succeeds with a critical, uh, you double the damage. Okay. Does all that make sense? It's a, it's a little can I just, more... Can I just see it really quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to see the rules? Yeah, just really quick. I just heard I heard the words. So you're... So I can move, magic, assess, defend, or attack. Mm-hmm. I have five options. And then when I attack, it's an accuracy check, a damage check, and that's it. Yep. Okay. It's, it's pretty straightforward. It is straightforward. I just needed to see it. And if you narrate using an object, you get plus one to your accuracy check. Okay. Um, and we go in... Initiative order. Yes, I believe from highest to lowest. That makes sense. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's got to be from highest to lowest. Um, which actually means Marin goes first, since Marin has the highest uh, initiative. Okay. So both of the kobolds are down now? Yep, they're both down in, uh, on either side of you. Okay, so then I'm going to assess. Oh, okay. I was either going to move or assess, but I don't know how I'd move. I don't want to attack first, because... I don't want to attack first. And defending doesn't make any sense because I'm not defending against anything. Whatever. Can you preemptively defend? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how I would. So in like JRPG, it, like in turn-based JRPGs, you select defend and then that's what your character is doing that turn. So if anything attacks you, it'll do deal less damage. Oh, so I'm not defending this split second. I'm defending until I go again. Yes. Yep. Oh, oh, well then I'm defending. Because I don't want to attack first. Okay. And I don't want to move or anything. So for everybody else's actions, including the birds, I will be defending. Yes, that's what I want to do. Okay. So whenever you take damage, the damage you receive is reduced by one. Okay. Oh, uh, in addition, this character may decide to become the target of any attack aimed at an ally. So if any if either the kobolds get attacked, you can choose to become the the target instead. Okay. So uh, I actually think one one of these uh well these arbor raptors is going to charge forward and attack you. Um, okay. I also think that right now um, all three of you are in the front area, mm-hmm. and uh, there's like three of the arbor raptors are in the front and two are in the back. Okay. And one of the one of the arbor raptors in the front charges at you Mm -hmm. and is going to attack and it is going to uh try to charge at you with its with its two raking claws okay and that rolls a six so that meets your initiative which means it's going to hit okay um the damage that it does is three minus one because you were defending so two and Mm -hmm. i believe you're also wearing armor aren't you i am wearing my brown vest which um Gives me another plus one to defense. Okay. So is it plus one to defense or is it a plus one armor? It just says plus one defense. Is plus So plus one defense is going to add another plus one to... It, it's going to subtract another one from oh, its damage. That's what... Okay. Yep. So, so it's, it's essentially armor. So it only does one damage to me. Yep. So this arbor after kind of like clashes into you and basically like bounces right off. It doesn't manage to... It doesn't do a lot. Yeah. Okay. I think another is going to attack the uh, the kobold in the fine cloak. Mm-hmm. Uh, it charges forward. And that is going to hit. That's going to hit. Do you want to choose to take this hit? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, then it actually doesn't then. Oh, okay. Um, like, I would I be rushing in the way then? Is yeah. That how I de- that's how I take that hit. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm allowed to move. Like, that's how I would do it. As I, I would be moving in front. Yeah. Okay. It's in a fine cloak. What can you do? <laughs> like, I think that's I think that's what my brain is saying. It's like, you have nothing. You're mm. gonna get demolished. This isn't gonna work. So, uh, what what exact what do you do? So I took the hit from the last one. Mm. I see this arbor raptor. Arbor raptor. Yeah. I see this arbor raptor heading towards the one in the fine cloak, and I kind of instinctively run in front of it. Um, in front of the kobold, and I think I am shouting, "Where are your weapons, you idiot!" <laughs> like I think I'm doing. I think I'm like, "Where are your weapons, you idiot!" While I take another hit. Yeah, uh, I think you like check this this yes. all wrapped out of the way, and it like squeals as it as it tumbles into the dirt. Yeah, and uh, I think the kobold that you're with that has the has the makeshift sword um, charges at one of these arbor raptors. 
um, and swings down with their big old sword. And I need to remember, um, what do I roll for a broadsword? If it's two-handed, it's dexterity and strength. Okay, that is exactly it. Okay, they're actually pretty good with that. Oh, that is a fumble. Mm -hmm. So you're going to take a fumble point. Okay. uh, Which you can use to concentrate. Uh, which gives you bonuses. Yeah. Um, but uh, this kobold with the big sword that is like, would be like basically a knife to you, but is all, like a broadsword for them. Right. They start running towards uh, the, co- the the arbor raptor that attacked you and they swing down with their sword and it just like completely whiffs. Um, just uh, is obviously like clunky in their hands as they just like swing down. Dum-dums. Yep. Dum dum. Uh, I think a. I think it's going to attack back. Sorry, I just realized. So this is the first time I've. I can't remember. I don't know if I've done combat in Ryutama before, but this is more. It's crunchy. It is crunchier. It's than, pretty crunchy. Like, I am used to. Uh, so another Arbor Raptor is going to attack the uh, Kobold uh-huh. that with the with the sword. Yeah. Um. Do you want to? No, that okay. one has a sword. <laughs> you can handle yourself. And if you can, it's your own fault. Then I'll save you next time. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that Arbor Raptor comes up and and scratches at the kobold does it, uh, with its, does it with its big claws. Does it look hurt? Yes, it hurts it. Um, not terribly, but like it, it scrapes its claws over this kobold's mm-hmm. chest. So we should maybe describe these kobolds a little bit more specifically. Kobolds are draconic creatures. They are related to dragons, um, and they are the essentially the worker bees of a dragon's hive. Mm-hmm. They are about three feet tall, three or four feet tall. What do you think? How tall is three feet? Is that three feet? Or is that four feet? That's, no, that's about three feet. About three feet? Yeah. That'd be four that's, feet. You and your feet don't, that's, you jumped I'm, like two feet in I'm the really air. bad at scale. All right. So a yardstick is about this big. A yardstick's about this big. That is not right. A yardstick is about this big. And a yardstick is three feet, right? And a yardstick is three feet. So add another foot. You're talking about here. And then your wife is about a foot above that. So think, really what you're thinking about is a head shorter than Diana. Would be four feet? Is about four feet. Okay. So they're about three feet tall. Okay. They're about three feet tall. They have um, horns uh, that are stylized differently based on their draconic color. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have pointy ears and sort of uh, imagine a cross between a dog and a crocodile's face. I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) But I will. I mean, I will for this, but that is not pleasant. Their their head is dog shaped, but um, has crocodilian features Um, like they have. Like the fan art. I think I've seen fan art of this sort of thing i'm picturing something in my head that i've seen before i I don't i can't help i know i know you can't help me continue um but they have kind of like crocodilian teeth that are outside of their mouth they have uh uh rough renarium noses like a dog and they uh can you define that word renarium Mm -hmm. so you know how our dog has like a pink rough nose that Mm -hmm. is not covered in fur Mm -hmm. that's called a renarium Oh, okay. So it's got like... So like like kitty noses too. Yep. So uh, dogs... Horses. Cats, bears, horses do not. Really? Yeah. Is is that covered in hair? Uh, Yeah. Well, the horses have like a snout. They have like two big nostrils on either side of their face. Oh, okay. They don't have like the clearly defined rough skin Uh, snout bit. Look at me learning something. Okay. Cats, dogs, bears. Yep. Um, Like ferrets have a renarium. Okay. I don't think mice technically do because they just have like the little nostrils at the end of their snouts. Mm-hmm. That's a renarium. Look at it. We all learned something today because mm-hmm. I can pretty much guarantee, love, that at most one other person knew what word that what that word meant. Well. We all learned something. It's today. an important word for me because I am secretly like a furry in my heart. Oh, no, don't, no, don't say that. (laughs) Don't insult our furry listeners. I'm not insulting our furry listeners. I just don't want you to say that. (laughs) So um, the one with the sword, uh, 
is so both of these kobolds are a kind of um a dull gold in their scales okay and they both have uh scale highlights that are of different colors the one has a uh has sort of dark gray iron scales kind of like flecked around their their uh jawbone okay uh and so the, dark gray and gold that one yep okay. and the other has red Okay, um, red and gold. Kind of like highlighting some of their features. I'm a guess. The gold is the mama and the other color is the w- wyvern. What an interesting guess. That is my guess. It, maybe it, it might be the other way around. Yep. So this little iron, uh, this uh, this iron and gold kobold with the sword just got tackled by a arboraptor. And the other three arboraptors are going to kind of like hold in the back. Or the other two are going to hold in the back. Uh, and that brings us back to your turn. I'm going to attack. Okay. I am going to attack with the spade part, the closest arbor dragon. They're not dragons. Arbor raptor. Thank you. Arbor raptor. We were just talking about dragons. Yeah. Sorry. I probably shouldn't have had velociraptors attack. Three foot tall velociraptors attacking three foot tall kobolds. Yeah. Is something. I mean, that's like a life or death situation for them. For me, it's all a nuisance. Kobolds also have um, digitigrade legs, like a dog. Okay. Yep. I need you to not use the science when you describe these things. Sorry. (laughs) I mean, use the science, but then do what you just did. Describe what that means. Because you can't just say a word and expect me to know what it means. (laughs) So I'm attacking. So I'm going to attack. So I'm going to hit with the monk spade. And I'm going to see if my roll hits. All right. And don't forget that you can declare an item and use that item to get if, if you can describe how it gives you extra accuracy. Well, right now, I'm just going to use my weapon. Okay. We'll see how this goes. This is my first attack. All right. Ooh, I got a nine. All right. Yeah, that definitely hits. Yay. Um, and now my damage is a four. Uh, the strength plus one. Strength plus two because of my... Oh, because you're uh, an attack type, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, you only rolled a two? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. (laughs) I know. I did so well. I definitely hit it. Yeah. But not as good as I thought. (laughs) Uh, All right. So, yeah. Uh, You want to describe hitting this thing? So, Um, here's what I think I was aiming for mm -hmm. and what happened. And you can tell me. So, I think I was aiming to do, like, slicing cutting damage to this velociraptor and what ended up happening is i kind of smacked it with my blade okay as opposed to slicing it yeah um i think it moved and i moved in a way that i ended up just kind of like backhanding it with my spade Mm -hmm. when i meant to like slice it i think i want to handle their turns differently this round um because i don't think it's fun to roll for each of these identical monsters Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna roll for them as a horde okay so as a group, they're going to attack the three of you. And that is a six. So that hits all three of you. Okie dokie. Um, so these, these uh, Arboraptors are going to charge in and attack you three. Oh, you're not Fourth. defending, so you can't choose to take it. No, um, but do they hit for all six? No, they just definitely hit. And then you have to roll for how much they're going to hit me yep. for. Yeah. Yep. And they are going to deal... Four damage to all three of you. Okay. Well, I have, I still have my armor, but it's not really armor. So that's minus one. Yeah, it's minus one. So that's three damage to you. And they, uh, so do you want to describe kind of getting attacked by these things? I feel like they probably, they might not have to fly up to attack the others, but they fly up a little to attack me and they come at me with their talons, I think. And so I'm instinctively putting my arms up. My arms are not covered by this Ooh. vest. So I instinctively put my arms up to kind of block the talons from getting to my vital bits. And so I get ro- I get scratched up really bad, but I'm protecting my face so that doesn't get messed up. And my internal organs are covered by the vest, which is making sure that I don't get too much damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see the other two arboraptors kind of like fall on these on these two kobolds and start like... Uh, trying to attack them, and the, these two kobolds are like wrestling with them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they're taking, they're getting cut up. Like you can see them starting to like get cut up and yeah. bleed. This is not going well for them. No. Um, the one 
I can start rolling for the one with the knife if you want. Okay. Yeah. Just because just just I know how that one would react. I don't know what the other one's doing. I don't know that one's gist, but mm-hmm. we can stab with a knife. I can see if someone's going to stab with a knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to do you want to roll for? Uh, I'm just the, trying to make the, your life easier. The Iron Brood one. Sure. So their weapon is as a broadsword. Yeah, but there is a turkey on them right now. Yeah, but they can still attack. Oh, they can? Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, so then attacking. attacking. Yeah, combat is not as narrative than as something like Dungeon World. Mm -hmm. It's a little, it's very much abstracted to be like a JRPG. Okay. Like a turn-based RPG. Okay, so then attack. So what is their uh, strength plus dex? Uh, It is a D6 and a D8. Oh, okay. They're better off than me. Oh, ooh. I got a six. That hits. And a four. So it's actually a ten. Oh, okay. But I got the one six. I needed to get two sixes though, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then damage for a broadsword is strength. Mine is strength plus one. So yeah, strength makes sense. I think broadsword is just strength. Yeah. Uh, all right. So roll a d6. Okay. Two. I clearly don't want to do a lot of damage right now. All right. Yeah. You want to describe uh, this little kobold attacking this raptor? So I think the kobold has a raptor like on it, um, but the kobold's able to wiggle themselves free enough to get a good handle on their their broadsword and hit the raptor away, like with all of their force. But they've been beat up a little bit, so the, their force is not like super duper strong, but they are putting all of their weight into trying to hit this thing away with a broadsword, which can mess you up. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so they they knock this this uh, raptor off, and then I think the third one that is that is kind of, uh, with it or the the other kobold with its cloak mm-hmm. is wrestling. Uh, I think it's got its it's got a little staff up that it's trying to like keep this raptor away from it. Okay. And she starts uttering something in draconic, and you can see like kind of sparks coming out the side of her mouth. I knew she was magic, which is why I didn't want to take her. Okay. <laughs> I knew she was magic. Uh, and she opens up her mouth and just a burst of fire sprays this uh, Arbor Raptor, dealing her damage in spirit, which is a D6. Oh, and I rolled a six. Um, so this Raptor, uh, you smell singed feathers as this raptor starts like flapping away, trying to get away off of this kobold. And she kind of uh, leans on her staff and and stands up um, and starts swearing. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to your turn. I am going to continue attacking. Again, I'm just, I think I'm just going to keep attacking the closest turkeys. I should really just settle on what I'm going to call them for this because it's clearly not an arbor raptor. But yeah, I'm just attacking, and I'm going to try to slice and dice. All right. Okay, a little better. Six. It's not great. Uh, that hits, though. Okay. Ooh, I got a maxed. So 10. I did oh, 10 damage. nice. I maxed it out. Uh, you... So here's what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay? So I said I was going for slice and dice. So I'm making a big movement where I... Um, I am slicing the spade, which is sharp. I did say it was blade-like. Uh-huh. I am slicing the spade horizontally across the horizon. So if I kill more than one, it's mm-hmm. because my swing is so large and I'm and it's still flat. Like it's like cutting off their jugulars or something. Oh God. Okay. Like I don't I don't know if that's what it's doing. But you know what I mean? Yeah. But like I'm I'm going with the slicey bit. Yep. Um so you definitely you cut one right open. Um and I think we're going to say that you cut one right open and hit a second one in your arc. Mm-hmm. Um, that is definitely like you mangle one of its like wing arms. The two that are still in the front row, um, and I think there's still two in the back area. Actually, I think the two in the back area are going to flee as they see you um, mess up these yeah. last two. Murdered them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the two that are left are going to attack you and... Uh, the Iron Brood Kobold. Okay. Uh, for five. So they are, uh, the one that charges at you misses, mm-hmm. um, but the one that hits the Iron Brood Kobold hits. Okay. The Iron Brood Kobold is going to hit back. And she is... As long as they're still alive. She's got her broadsword up. 
And um, oh yeah, actually, you want to describe her getting hit? No, because I don't know how the turkey's coming at her. Okay. Oh yeah, fair. Uh, I think the I think the turkey comes back at her with its with its two claws up, mm-hmm. or with its four claws up, and it's just trying to rake at her. And she kind of puts that makeshift broadsword up, mm-hmm. um, but kind of gets scratched across the chest yeah. as she's doing so. So it gets gets cut open a little bit, but she's she's still doing pretty well. Okay. Is it her turn? It is her turn. Okay. So she's going to attack. And what she's going to do is she's going to... So she's holding her blade horizontally right now. Mm-hmm. She's going to do like a twist flip and br- and try to bring the blade from bottom to top. And try to gut the, like a fish. Oh, try God. To gut the, that's her goal. That's what she's going to uh-huh. try to do. Okay. She got an eight. That hits. Yeah. And then her strength, I forget, is the, the D8? Uh, it's the strength D6. is D6. D6. Yep. And I will get you character sheets for these two characters. Okay. Two. Damn it. <laughs> <Not> very good. <laughs> so uh, she tried. <laughs> But it is enough to uh, that one that you'd sliced across the chest uh, mm-hmm. that you'd hit a little bit. Um, she, I think she manages to uh, like hit it hard enough that it is now kind of like flailing on the ground and it's just kind of like clawing in the air. Is it my turn to hit the other one? The one whose wing I fucked up? Uh, so technically it's the, it's the other kobold's turn. Oh, I forgot the, that that one was still there. <laughs> the red brood kobold's turn. But I think she's going to try to defend. Okay. She like has her staff up and she's like kind of stepping behind you a little bit just trying to like defend keep herself safe yeah okay i forgot she was there yeah oh yeah uh and that's back to you okay i am going to attack there's one arbor raptor left all right i got a seven you uh, that's a hit i got a six damage plus two right that that is the total Uh, total damage is six all right uh you Managed to kill this last uh, arbor raptor. I take the crescent side of my monk spade and I go for the neck. <laughs> okay. Decapitation. Brutal. I, I am tired. My HP is back down to half. I was cranky mm-hmm. and I don't know these kobolds and I just had to defend them. And now I have r- rake marks on my poncho. Mm-hmm. And this is a whole ordeal I didn't want to deal with. There's no way Osmer is going to trust me right now. I got to clean up before Osmer will let me near him because he's so annoying. This is a whole task. <laughs> I'm annoyed. Also, we don't, humans don't really eat carnivores. Like in general, that's not like a, a, a thing that we would eat. Mm-hmm. But these are basically turkeys. I know that they eat meat. Do we eat this? Is this an animal you can eat? Because uh, we do eat alligator. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, you're right. We don't eat a lot of carnivores but people, in general. In general. People definitely do. People do. There are cases where you do. Yeah. At least in. But like they're not our, that's not the meat that you buy in the store. You don't buy carnivore meat. At, typically. at least like in America. Right. Yes. I'm oh, trying to think of, think I'm trying to think of other, I'm trying to, we, we. Alligator. So, well, sometimes eat alligator. I know sometimes people eat bear, which mm-hmm. is an omnivore. Uh, yeah, sure. You can I, eat it. It's a bird. Well, because I think it's really chewy. Isn't that the thing with carnivores? Is like the, their meat's not as good. Yeah, they're usually leaner. The, like the protein that they take in is like so lean. And because and because they have to, they're a lot more active than herbivores, like trying to like chase down stuff. It's just not it's, worth it's it. It's a lot tougher generally. Yeah. These are basically lizard birds. People mm-hmm. eat lizards. People, well, no. Some fish eat other fish. And people eat that. Yeah, people eat a lot of carnivorous fish. Yeah. Okay. So we just have we're making jerky. You're gonna like look. that's why that's why I kind of I'm okay yep. with killing these. Like I'm just gonna make jerky out of them. Okay. I'm gonna t- take it back to my farm. So each of their corpses are size three. Okay. And there's three of them. Okay. Do you have enough space to carry them? They're each size three. You said. Yeah. And they're pretty. They're yeah. They're pretty uh, plump animals in general. They they yeah. Arboraptors make decent eating. Yes. Especially out of jerky. But I would be carrying most of them. I wouldn't be putting them on Osmer because I realized I didn't bring most of this stuff with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you definitely have carrying capacity. Yeah. Did you bring your rope? So I've been, I've, I keep going back and forth on this. I want to say yes, but I never said that I brought the rope. Uh, I'm not worried about it. Okay. You have carrying capacity for it. Yeah. Then yes, I brought my rope. You want to just bundle their feet together and. Just wear it. Yeah. Kind of. But Osmer is carrying the barrel and the chest, so it can't go on Osmer because Osmer okay. has. So it's Doesn't mainly on me. Space. Yeah. Okay. 
So yeah, you start bundling up these arbor raptors. The ones that I've murdered. Yeah. Probably. Uh, and you hear the the kobold with the sword go like, "Oh my gosh! Thank you so much for coming and helping us. I I really thought we were in a jam there. That was that was pretty that was pretty rough." I think as Marin is bundling all of these like the. You know, basically making like a, a sling of this so that she can wear him. She, again, not muttering, very loudly saying, mm-hmm. but not looking at them. Who doesn't bring proper weapons when they are in the woods with wild animals? Who camps so poorly that these raptors come to their camp? Who does that? And then I stand up. And I turn around and I look at these bloody mangled kobolds because they got bloodied. Yeah. And I just stare. I've said what I needed to say and now Uh, I'm just staring. The the iron brood kobold with the sword is just kind of like looking up at you uh, and just goes, oh, uh, well, we didn't really. So what, Marin? as as an ex-wyvern slayer, Mm -hmm. um, you you know a lot about wyverns. Um, you probably know a decent amount about, like, dragons and how they function. Do you know anything about, like, draken ecology or draken, like, systems? I think I would. I think you probably would, too. Yeah, I think I would. Could you give me an... Intelligence check. Yeah, why don't you roll three in... Well, is there even a point in me making you test for that? Yeah, make an intelligence check test, and then we can see how much you know. Like, exactly how much you know about kobolds. Two intelligence? Yep, two intelligence. Nine. Okay, yeah, you know a a fair amount. So you know that kobolds are the worker drones of a dragon hive, um, that they live with their dragon, um, that their primary color is uh, the color of their matron dragon. I got it right. Mm -hmm. You also know that kobolds definitely travel outside of their hives, um, for diplomatic reasons with with uh, other draken hives, with uh, nearby human settlements. Um, but usually, because they're three feet tall and very easily killed, um, they travel in, like, large parties, mm-hmm. like 20 kobolds or more, or sometimes are even accompanied by their dragon, by their worm, um, if it's, like, a big diplomatic meeting. So this is very weird. This is super weird to see two kobolds, like, camping um alone yeah yeah you also would notice that these are gold kobolds and the nearest gold dragon hive is our lyrion mm, the mountain on fire mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for our listeners i have given you control over what happened to my partner mm-hmm. so i diana do not know what happened to my partner I, obviously, Marin knows, but Diana doesn't know. So Diana doesn't actually know how I would feel about these kobolds, but we had talked about in the beginning that I would be friendly to kobolds because of what happened. Is that still true? If if you want it to be. So full disclosure, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to Afiza either. Okay. I know that Afiza and Marin were on a job, a wyvern saying job, in the uh, Andite Mountains. Something went very wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Afiza died, and Marin also almost died. Mm-hmm. And the dragon Aurelirion helped save you. Okay. That is all. Or maybe her hive helped save you. Okay. Maybe the kobolds in her hive helped save you. That's kind of where I was originally leaning when I had given you the power of deciding what happened to my partner. Okay. Is originally where I was leaning. So I think that's where I'm leaning now, if that's okay. Yeah. I, the kobolds may have saved me because of their dragon i don't maybe the dragon said save me and so really she saved me but the kobolds are the ones who did the saving so i i'm friendly to them so i think you were in the mountains with afiza and probably even like two other wyvern slayers mm-hmm. hunting a wyvern and i i don't want to get too into the no. details because i think it'd be really cool to, to discover, discover the details later on i just wanted to know based on what you thought had happened how i should be reacting to these kobolds i think that's you know fair. what i mean yeah um, I think because obviously Marin knows what happened, but Diana doesn't. Yeah, um, I think Aurelian's hive rescued you. Okay, that's good enough. During a wyvern hunt that went really bad. Yeah, I think that's all I need. Okay, so 
I know all of this back story. I have all this back history. I see these two. I've said this mean thing. This like hurtful, like you guys are idiots. I said this hurtful thing. Mm. And I kind of look at them. And I know the one was starting to say something. And I'm like, what? Like very exasperated. Like, what? where are you going? Uh, the red brood, uh, kobold, looks at you. Um, and she all, she kind of like is sort of ignoring you as she's like sifting. Oh, I actually think she's checking a pouch by her side. And she's like talking into the pouch and like touching it. Um, and then when she's like satisfied, she looks back up um, and she goes, Thank you for helping us. We are on our way to Sabincott. Do you know the way? Please point us in the right direction and we will be out of your way. And I roll my eyes and I go, you are never going to make it on your own. You couldn't even make it through the woods. I live in Sabincott. Follow me. And I go, I don't, I don't care if they follow me. I, but I make, I'm extend, this is my olive branch. Mm-hmm. This is my helping hand that I extend. I don't care if they follow me or I appear to not care if they follow me. Um, and I go over to Osmer, who is still there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Osmer's still there. I go over to Osmer, try and try to get Osmer to walk with me. Mm-hmm. Do I succeed? Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. Okay. Just maybe he's being a little stubborn about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I d- these kobolds can follow me. I don't really care. I'm starting to move. Yeah. The, they start like rummaging through the ruins of their camp like as quickly as they can. And you hear them like talking to one another like, oh, no, we don't need that. Sorrel, just leave that. It, we don't need it. And Sorrel going, no, I, I want. Come, hold on. This could be useful. We could probably. No, I need this. Okay. And they start like s- like sifting through everything really quickly. So I'm assuming we're in like, a, I, not assuming. We're in a small clearing mm-hmm. where they made their camp. So I get, I move past them. And I, I stop and I wait in the, the tree line of the direction that we need to go in. Like, they can see that I've stopped and waited for them. Yeah. But I'm very clearly irritated. And I tried to move them along by moving through the clearing. But I'm waiting for them. Okay. Uh, and after a minute, um, they come jogging up with, like, their, their the, the meager things that they have. And the one with the makeshift sword says, um, I'm Sorel. Nice to meet you. Thanks again. You're a really good fighter. That was that was really. Thank you for saving us. So, I didn't think I. I don't think I turn around. <laughs> I think this. I think that Sorel is saying that to my back, and I think I just mm, an acknowledgement and keep moving because I'm irritated. Mm-hmm. I'll acknowledge it at some point. Uh, the other one kind of jogs up to catch up to you, and she goes, uh, "You know the way to Sabincott." Well, I did. Just tell you that I'm from Sabincott. You, oh, you, yeah, right, yes, correct. I'm sorry. You live in Sabincott. Then you might know who we're looking for. Sorel um, and I are looking for a great wyvern slayer named Marin Ghosts. Do you know them? Marin stops, turns, and stares at these two kobolds, but doesn't say anything for an uncomfortable amount of time, and then goes, why are you looking for Marin? Thank you so much for joining us. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Ryutomo was designed by Atsuhiro Okada and translated into English by Matt Sanchez and Andy Kitkowski. You can find more at kotohi.com. We want to thank Zach B., our editor and producer, without whom this show would not get made. And I do mean that. Very literally, it would be trash. <laughs> so thank you, Zach B. Zach is an excellent editor. Um who I would I should be reminding everyone is available for editing work. Uh, if you are looking for an editor for your podcast, find Zach um, on Twitter at Zach Byro or reach out to us at HeartPointsPod. Sorry, I jumped ahead. We also <laughs> want to thank In Love with a Ghost for the use of their song Chilling at Nemo's Place off of the album Healing. 
You can find In Love with the Ghost at inlovewiththeghost.bandcamp.com. Please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever the cool kids get their podcasts. I know I keep saying that, but that's because I don't know where else to get my podcast other than Spotify, but I know that other things exist. I use Podcatcher. There's also Podbean and other places, too. If it has a rating system, please rate us. Yep. Or subscribe. Please do that. Do both of those things. Mm -hmm. That would be helpful. Please and thank you. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for our discussion because you weren't saying anything. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot that you were done. I didn't realize you were done. Yeah. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. The best thing that you can do to support us, really the best, best thing, especially now that we're starting a new series, is to share us with people that you know on social media. If you know anyone who loves kobolds or Ryutama or magic or me and Diana being in love. Or potentially babies at some point. Or maybe. potentially babies. There is going to be a baby. In the real world. In the real Probably world. Probably not in the game. Yes. Um, well. I mean, maybe in the game. So. You, is there a baby in the game? I, all right. Is our baby going to make an appearance? Are we going to record our baby screaming really loud and that'll be the dragon call? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but really the best thing that you can do to support us is share us on social media and talk about uh, what you're enjoying about the show. Um, you don't even need to tag us. We love to be tagged. But um, please share links to the show. It is the best thing you can do to help support us and help us keep the show going. I'm super excited about Blood Gold. I think... This is only our second episode, but I'm already thinking it's going really well. So if you think so too, please, please share us. Thank you so much for our patrons whose support keeps this show going and makes us sound so much better now. Thank you, patrons. Mm -hmm. Um, If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod. You can directly support the show and help us maintain it and better every week while getting cool rewards like access to our patron-only Discord, a monthly campfire pod, and other awesome things. Every dollar makes a huge difference. For our Blood Gold series, patrons at our 1D6 HP level will be getting a random Pega title. This episode, we would like to thank two of our patrons. Thank you very much to Sid Helgestad for your support. You've been with us for so long, and it means the world to us. And also thank you to longtime supporter of the show, Time Paradox. Time is a cheerful pega known as the Attendant of the Bison, who has graciously contributed to making Blood Gold as best it can be. Thank you both, Sid and Time. Seriously, thank you so much, guys. Thank you again for joining us in our adventure today. We hope that as you return back to the real world, that you continue to have a very nice day. But like, a very, very nice one.